Hello, everyone, and welcome (laughs) to Boundary Issues. It is like being in a safe, supportive, loving, and stable relationship where you feel free to take a dump in your own house and know (laughs) that no one is going to be upset. I'm Gianna Gabbard. I'm Lydia Gard. Jesus. Wow. I'm Jen Douglas. What a strong opener we have here, y'all. Um, boy. Never will we open no, this strong. Really, this is the strongest. Really, opening. this is this is kind of I think where our our show peaks is in episode twenty three. Yep. Too bold. Um, yep. Too avant garde. Too so avant garde. Fearless. What are we doing? I don't know, Lydia. What are we doing? <laughs> um. Oh God, this is my bad because Facebook just did not open. Um. So we have we have kind of uh just a situation on hand here that pertains directly to our lead-in. Um, so, so if you're thinking that was the last time we would mention shit on this episode, oh, you're wrong! Oh, you're sorely mistaken, my friend. Um, but hopefully, like a big ol' shit, we're gonna get it right out of the way. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, <Aww>. welcome <laughs> welcome back to the... <laughs> gross body <laughs> corner. Uh, gross. Welcome back to Gross Body Corner and also um, Relationships.txt, the Twitter account. Um, uh, an endless source of content for this beautiful show we have. Uh, so my boyfriend wants me to take a dump in front of him to prove that I'm not cheating. Uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. The age-old oh. issue. <laughs> conundrum. <laughs> of, of which countless uh, uh, idioms and wives' tales have been born, truly. Uh Yes. So I've been with my boyfriend for just over a year now. I live alone, and he frequently spends the night at my apartment. We have a healthy, trusting relationship. However, I'm aware that his previous girlfriend cheated on him. Prior to this week, he has never expressed any lack of trust in me. My apartment is fairly old, so it takes a while for the water to heat up, and sometimes while I'm waiting for the water to get hot, I take a dump. I don't (laughs) want to flush the toilet and screw up the water temperature, so I poop, shower, and then flush the toilet. Sure. Fine. Whatever. You're in your own house, and I can't arrest you. Um... (laughs) A few days ago, <laughs> I spent longer than usual washing my hair and just for, completely forgot to flush when I left the shower. I know I'm a wild animal that deserves to live in a barn. Let's move on. True. That wasn't me providing uh, flavor text. That was what uh, the, the post- actual poster said. Actual. She knew what we were yeah, thinking. She said what we were all uh, feeling inside. Anyway, my boyfriend came over later that night. He went to the bathroom, stayed in there for a few minutes without making any sound, and then emerged with a completely dead look on his face. He asked whose shit was in the toilet. I was mortified and explained that I had forgotten to flush, but he just kept asking whose shit it was to the point where it became... (laughs) Can we reenact this? Whose shit is this? (laughs) Whose shit is this? It's it's my... Mackenzie! It's mine! Don't do this! Whose shit is this? It's mine! It came out of me! (laughs) I made this! This is mine! (laughs) Whose shit is... Okay. (laughs) disgusting um then he said what guy shit in your toilet (laughs) by now i was completely bewildered i told him again that i had just forgotten to flush he replied that i was a liar and that no girl could take a dump that big quote unquote (laughs) he was completely serious I couldn't believe i was in this conversation i couldn't even get upset or angry i just said like an idiot but it's my shit. (laughs) My boyfriend walked out without another word and ignored my calls for the rest of the night. The next day, he agreed to meet for lunch. 
<laughs> he apologized for leaving in such a rush, but said that he couldn't believe me still when he said <laughs> when I said it was my own shit. He said he was willing to quote, give me a second chance if I could prove it. I didn't really understand what he was getting at, so he elaborated that he wanted to see me take a dump in front of him to prove that my shit actually looked like that. That was yesterday. I have no I I have absolutely no idea what to do. I guess we could compromise and I could just take a dump in the toilet and then call him in. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my god. I'm going to pass out. Like I I feel like I was holding my breath through this whole message and I just didn't um realize it until yeah. now. Uh, this is just too weird and bizarre and gross. I seriously love this man, but I'm honestly at a complete loss. He's made it clear that this is a deal breaker for him. TLDR, my boyfriend will dump me if I don't take a dump. How on earth do I handle this? Uh, this is just so I, much. Not only is this completely absurd, it feels very violating. There's, there is zero chance that this wasn't just a horrible... Um, this is my in for my poop fetish thing, right? Like, there's no oh, way. Oh, no. God. There's no way he didn't see this perfect in his mind opportunity to get his jeef to take a, just chop a log right in front of him. Like, <laughs> babe, prove it. That's babe, fair. shit on me. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I got this glass top, top coffee table just for this. Shit on Oh, God, me. Lydia. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh. Listen, we've never gotten blue oh. on the show before, but today I'm going to really go yes, for it. Yes, we um, have! <laughs> <laughs> we get blue every bye uh, week. Uh, um, does iTunes have an X rating? Oh, yeah, do, does it iTunes is. have like a rating above explicit that is just talks about shit within the first 15 uh, minutes? Like, <laughs> yeah. And only shit. And only uh, shit. <laughs> the, the episode is actually over after this um This is question. the whole episode. Sorry mm-hmm. to disappoint. Sorry, everybody. We yeah. I feel like we've been disappointing since the start, but <laughs> yeah. So, so I feel like there's a zero percent chance that this is the last ridiculous ask that this man has of his partner. Oh, for sure. Like oh, it's been yeah. a, it's a year long relationship. Yeah, you are fledglings. <laughs> you yes. are babies. It is a baby relationship. Run yep. now. Go. Yeah. While you Go. still have legs. Go away now. What? First he comes for your poop. First you can't poop in your own house. Then you can't have legs. This is how it goes. Oh my God. (laughs) You're right. But yeah, like if his first, so his first bout of like jealousy. Is about something as random as poop. As a poop. Yeah. If his first reaction is you need to shit in front of me now. (laughs) Then like, where do you even go from In front of him, clearly. That's crazy pants. Yeah. And the, like... Yeah. And the fact that this woman has gotten to compromise zone with this already is, like, girl, what girl, were no. you doing? What is happening? Yeah, there's no compromise. What, no, when he leaves, you laugh, and you're like, oh, fucking really? And then fucking you never all right. talk to him again. <laughs> like, yeah. somebody, I think, in the comments just suggest did suggest take a shit in front of him. And honestly, like, jokes aside, yeah. Go to his house, take a shit on his floor, and then bounce. Like, and be like, <laughs> and then be like, here it is, motherfucker, and then leave. And Look how big ass. my shit is. It's in yeah. your living room now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Also, if this guy doesn't believe that women can take some massive dumps, then like, I don't. 
I don't know. Does he like not think women poop? Like yeah, I don't understand. Do you I, guys poop? <laughs> oh wait, I don't. Yeah. Oh, should I? Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I've been constipated for oh, twenty-seven God. years. <laughs> I only started pooping yeah. when I came out as non-binary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the thing oh, that finally it's true. realizing okay. that I that I wasn't um, a woman was my first uh, trip to the bathroom actually. Um, uh, that makes sense. I was like, oh, it's taken so long. Um, oh. Hey, kids. Remember, you should never have to shit in front of someone for them to believe that you love them. I think that's yeah. the moral of the story. My vava said that yeah. to me once. Yeah. <laughs> My vava also said that to me once. I mean, your vava said that to me My, my vava <laughs> called you on the phone and said... Said my, your vava called me on the telephone and said to me, Jennifer, you so skinny. Why you know eat something? You're so skinny. Why you know eat? <laughs> also, don't shit in front of people. Never shit. <laughs> don't do if, it. And I was like, Vava, don't worry. I if, don't. If a man asks you to shit in front of him, don't you, do it. You say no. You say no. No. You bad boy. <laughs> Hit him with a newspaper. College and honestly, uh, you know, the fucked up part is that, like, my vava will just, like, piss with the door open, and it does not matter who's home. Like, it's she, her yeah. house. I have walked, like, when I would stay at vava's house, <laughs> I would walk out in, like, the dark to, like, go get a drink from the fridge, and, like, and the bathroom just, that's right there, yeah. I would just see, like, her legs, like, in the dark, <laughs> just pissing. <laughs> it's like the visit. The no, one, she wouldn't even turn the no. light on while she was peeing. She would just do it in the... <laughs> I'm sorry, when you go pee in the middle of the night, do you turn a light on? Yes, slash put pants on? Slash shut the door? <laughs> well, of course I don't put pants on. That just adds an extra step. But the light switch is right there. Oh, I never... T- it ruins my, my night eyes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? You're what? My night vision. My night vision. It ruins it. <laughs> Your dark vision? Yeah, it ruins my dark vision. <laughs> Oh my God. Which we obviously need for battle. <laughs> well, that, that's why I throw the light. I'm afraid something scary is going to come out from but behind my shark. Okay, but if something bite my butt off, Lydia, if something scary is coming, you just blinded yourself momentarily, and you're no. dead. <laughs> I can see when I turn the lights. Lydia, on. Lydia, you're dead now. I don't. I don't. You're dead. That's just Lydia, how it goes. Oh, I guess I'm dead. I miss you so much every day. Well, I mean, my camera isn't working for some reason, so it's like I'm. It's basically it's like, like you're I'm a ghost. It's like I'm just a ghost in the She's machine. She's talking to us from the great beyond. Anyway, if if yeah, I hope you took one thing away from that, everyone, and that don't don't be this guy. Anyway, next up. Anyway, we have a listener question from a beautiful, wonderful listener. Thank you so much. We love you very much, um, and it is one that I super relate to. Um, when it comes to romance, I tend to move too fast, too furious, emotionally speaking. Oh man, I you just guys... did the sickest dab and you didn't see it. Oh, I'm disappointed. Oh, now uh, I'm sad. Oh, now I'm sad. Uh, do you guys, do you guys have any tips for how to feel less intensely about everybody I'm interested in? Like, I don't say I love you earlier than most or propose to move in with people or anything like that. I just feel like when I click with people, I start liking them like really hard, which makes it hurt worse when we inevitably fall apart. Uh, Most recently, further context for this question asker, this most recently happened with a close friend of theirs. 
um, where they had sex. And then afterwards, uh, they realized that she'd been into her friend for a while, but didn't really think about it too hard. Um, and then after they took that next step, her friend broke it off because she didn't want to hurt their friendship. Um, Mm-hmm. which this person, you know, she respects, but it still hurts super bad. Um, so things are weird mm-hmm. and they're taking their space. Um, but they're trying to get to a place where they can like still spend time with this person without being super emotional. Yeah. So it's kind of like two, yeah. twofold question, um, yeah. which yeah. is that like, how can this person try to be less into people and then also like how can they move on from being rejected in this way by someone who they really care about so i guess starting with like the first chunklet there about like getting too emotionally invested like i feel that um whenever i start to like someone i like always envision like our grand romance (laughs) and like how things are going to go and I like think too much about I it and read too much into with it. people on the train. <laughs> yeah. I see yeah, people I do on the train and I'm like, who aren't even real. Like, <laughs> I'm like, our children are going to be so yeah. beautiful. <laughs> right. Um, and it, and then, then it like sucks when like it doesn't happen that way or like that can make me believe that things are happening in a way that they're not. Um, and I think especially when you're getting to know someone, like it's really important to like reality check with yourself and like i know like my like my friends are are wonderful and supportive and like will always like hype me up but i think like if i was still dating and like meeting new people i might have to be like hey guys just be real real with me yeah and tell me if i'm being like if i'm um being a big old idiot <laughs> yeah if I, or if i'm like taking it too far in yeah. my head you know if i'm getting ahead of mm-hmm, myself mm-hmm. totally because I, I know I definitely do that as well. Yeah, uh, I, do, I do this too. Um, and I think it's really hard to not to let yourself get swept up in really intense feelings. Um, and I don't think there's necessarily <laughs> anything wrong with that. Um, I think if you find the right person, that can be like a really wonderful feeling. Um, but I know for me myself personally, I have a tendency to get too attached too fast or not at all. And neither ends of that spectrum feel good when things don't don't work out yeah um and i think like for me if i'm with someone who has an expressed excitement equal to mine i try to keep myself grounded by focusing on other things and relationships um so i don't kind of like float away into that like idealistic yeah um place Uh, and i mean like ideally eventually like hopefully you will meet someone who is just as enthusiastic about dating you as you are about dating them um yeah and until then, I don't necessarily think you should, like, censor your feelings, but, like, maybe just try to stay um, as grounded as you can in the moment. Um, yes. And as for yeah. your friend, um, I think really the only thing that can help with that is distance and time um, and just trying to focus that emotion and energy into a project or, like, your friend, or your other friendships or something, something else, just to get your mind off it. Yeah, I think it's um, <clears throat> it's especially difficult when you you already have this, you know, kind of really good friendship with somebody. And in addition to that, you know, you try and progress things a little bit, but you also have the 
a very relatable problem of getting uh, very intense feelings when you're entering a relationship, which I also uh, relate to a lot. Um, I also tend to have the same problem as you, Jen, where I either I am instantly into this person forever and ever the rest of my life, or it's like I don't can't be bothered, cannot, <laughs> cannot care. Um, uh, it's good that you are taking some time for yourself. I think that I also agree that that's kind of the only thing that ends up really softening the blow in the long run is just taking enough time for yourself. Um, you mentioned in the question, uh, trying to get yourself together emotionally before uh, Pride because you wanted to spend time with your friends at the events and stuff, with, like you said, without being super emotional and that kind of thing. Um, but I would really caution against you placing uh, kind of like an I have to be this okay by this date um, mm -hmm. boundary on yourself. Because <clears throat> I, if that's kind of where you see yourself progressing naturally anyway, that's that's good. That's fine if you're like, oh, by this time this month, I'll, I'll probably be okay or I should be okay. Um, but saying, oh, I need to have... I need to have my shit done now. It's yeah. like there's no timeline not, for yeah. healing. There's no yeah. There's no timeline for healing that you can impose yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. That you can impose on yourself. Um, and I think a lot of times, if you do that, um, it can inadvertently lead to feelings of resentment either towards yourself or towards your friend whom you're still dealing with um, feelings for. Uh, so just and be communicative with your friend like Gianna said I think it's important because they care about you so much that you remember that they're going to want to see you take as much time as you need to heal and have that friendship back um so I think if you're just honest and being like hey this is I'm weird <laughs> this hey, I'm is weird, weird right I'm now. weird I'm gonna go be weird over here for a while and and, yeah. and deal with it that's that's okay that's okay to do it's totally cool that means that you get to come back to your friend even better and cooler and you can go be awesome together again. Um, but yeah. And it means they won't be like wondering either what's going on. Like if you really deliberately communicate about it and be like, hey, like I love like you are a close friend to me. I care about you, but I'm upset right, right. now and I need some space to like process things and like I'll reach out once I've had yeah. that, that time to kind of like let things settle a little yeah. bit. Um, I did that recently with a friend who I was upset with and you know obviously like we don't have a romantic um, component to our relationship but I, I think it helped like me not feel like resentful and like there not be like a weird tension between us while I was taking right. space. Nobody's guessing what anybody else is thinking. Right. It's it's clear yeah. to both parties what's going on. Yeah. 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 We wish but, you luck and, yes. and uh, it, cultivate Oh, I I read I wrote a really good thing in the show notes. Uh, cultivate a relationship with yourself. <laughs> Doing things yeah. like what Jen said, like with your hobbies and your you know other friends and stuff, and also just like it. It's really scary to sit alone with yourself for long periods of time. <laughs> but um, it does get easier the more you do it. It gets easier the more you do it, and it is uh, really imperative to finding out why you do things hmm. um, and how That's you can, rewarding. yeah, and how you can best care for yourself yeah. and the people around you. So yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna crush it. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> it will be okay eventually. I'm sorry mm -hmm. it feels bad right now. Yes. Yeah. Good luck, and I, I hope you have a good pride yeah, and celebrate happy pride. you. Yes, happy pride. This is the pride episode. This, this is a pride episode. <gasps>
one of the one of the many one of several (laughs) yes oh okay what is what's next on the docket Uh, what hot garbage are we talking about next well after we just had sincerity corner um we're gonna talk about current events which are always Always. bad nowadays good 100 Um, of the time so the website, which I've never heard of this website before right now, um, called The Cut, mm. came out with an article about uh, plastic surgery, but specifically done by incels to look like chads. So There's so many an, words. For some reason, <laughs> I know, I know. If, if for some reason you are blessed to not what know any of, that any, of, any of these words Good, mean, good, um, Ron, good. St- Turn off the episode. Go rest, <laughs> rest your head upon your soft pillow yep. and dream. Yep. yep. Skip forward about five minutes. Go into your garden. Check do in. something else. Maybe we'll be done. Do anything yeah. else. Um, but anything. So incels are uh, an internet term for involuntarily celibate. And it's a, a group of primarily Self-identified men online. a lot of the, the time. Yes. Yes, pretty much exclusively self-identified who, like, feel like the world has um, deprived them of vaginas, sexual connection. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then chads are the word they have for, like, hot dudes who get the women that they want. Um, So it's a lot. It's a a pretty toxic online community. And, like, it got kicked off of... Certain communities got kicked off of Reddit, and um, it's it's a whole thing. Um, and this article was talking about how a lot of these like self-proclaimed incels are are now turning to plastic surgery to like help them perform better in in romantic situations. Um, and so I guess I'm I'm gonna read like a little chunk. It's a really fucking long article, and it's kind of a hard read. Like I, I was sitting here reading it before we started recording, yeah. and I just kept like deep sighing and going. Oh. <laughs> it's an incredible. It's a <laughs> difficult but an incredibly good good read. Uh, it's a good yeah. read. Yeah. Yeah. If, if yeah. you have interest um, in these types of uh, internet undersides, um, de- definitely yeah. a good read for human psychology. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The psychology of it is like, woof. Um, but one thing I was particularly, because I don't really think there's like anything wrong with like wanting plastic yeah. surgery or like self-improvement or stuff. But there was this one chunk. Sorry. Do you know how much goddamn plastic surgery I'd get if I had money? <laughs> yeah. Same. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Same. God. If I had like $20,000 just laying around, get me, get me a whole yeah. new nose. Mm. I'd, I, y- yeah. you would come, I wouldn't like show up for like six months in the friend group, like physically. Oh and you'd God. find me later, and I would just look like an alien. You'd be, like, <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be like the mom from Mother, all just like wrapped up. Yes, oh. correct. Never seen that, but correct. It's a horror movie. Ah, <laughs> oh, it sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. We watched that. Yeah, one. we did. Yeah, um, um, good horror um, movie corner. So yeah, the Mother is good. <laughs> horror movie corner. So yeah, it's it, I like it's not that that I'm like I have issues with. But what I think is super interesting is this idea of, like, that this is the only solution. Um, so part of the article says, um, so one of the the person, the main person that the writer talks to um, talks about his experience of, like, joining this community online. On purpose. Um, and he posted a picture of his face. Um, yeah, he, he sought out, like, an online community for support for this and, and found, like, incels. Um, so he posted a picture of his face and... Um, 
how he thought he was ugly and the the online community congratulated him for quote taking the red pill oh, uh, oh shorthand for waking sorry. up to the tragedy it, what? taking the black pill it's that's actually one step further than the red pill is when you yes. accept that well i'll just let you i'll let you finish now because boy yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what the shorthand for waking up to the tragedy of being ugly. Ugly people, and especially ugly men, they said, are destined to lead unhappy lives and die alone. Reading this, a user felt exhilarated. In the mental hospital and in therapy, counselors had told him that the roots of his de- depression and anxiety were repressed childhood traumas. In therapy, he relived um, getting in fights as a kid um, with his dad and other, like, emotional and physical traumas, um, cognition determined, determined emotions, the counselors told him. By changing his mindset, he could change his behavior. But what if his problems weren't inside, but outside? Looks can't be changed with a mindset adjustment. Neither can the cruelly superficial world that values them above all else. The realization was awful and great all at once, as if someone was finally telling him the truth about himself after a lifetime of fake validation. What do you think? You know, Yo. you know, sometimes spending a bunch of money to be knocked out and made hotter is easier than working on your shitty personality, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sure it is. It's, boy. I, it's weird because it's like, it's the opposite end of the horseshoe curve of realizing that, um... The, the beauty standards and, and heteropatriarchal standards that are bullshit are bullshit. But instead of instead of being like, oh, it doesn't matter. I can just be happy as I'm me. I'm going to embrace and- myself. I'm ugly and I'm proud like Spongebob taught, taught us all. And, he, yes. you know, like the other thing with a lot of these things is, is like I used to spend um, a lot of time lurking in these communities like on the red are the red pill and stuff like that, because, you know, I, mm-hmm. I love I making myself into an active garbage fire. Um, <laughs> I remember just, I never understood that, <laughs> yeah, just, but I let you do it because I loved you. So I've I've sometimes you just like to be I've mad. been like. literally doing that since uh, ooh, this is a opening up this steaming pile of issues been doing that since like high school mm-hmm. like it started with fucking ooh. like um twilight wank communities and stuff and just like Holy diving into the internet drama around that stuff and like moving into oh no what does 4chan bring me yep. um i don't do that anymore because it, i realized it was taking a really negative toll on my view on my view of relationships and intimacy and i didn't even buy hmm. into any of it um right. and it's yeah. like yeah instead of <coughs> realizing that oh that means i can embrace myself and oh what i started to say was i've seen people pick post pictures where they're like am i ugly and everybody's like yeah you're kind of a a, a big old toilet and it's like this person's just like average and even if they were unattractive right. like the vitriol that they attract because they're ugly from their own support community is fucking bonkers like it's just like hey insult me and so yeah hey let's all have a really nasty dog pile where we're all unhappy with ourselves like that's the whole community so it's like instead of realizing that everything's bullshit and i can be happy it's like everything's bullshit i'm going to spend crazy amounts of money on myself to conform to these oppressive standards that i have acknowledged in the world like that i that i like hate that i hate that i hate makes no sense it's like this guy i dated who was like obsessed with like fake supreme stuff and like instagramming it 
because he was like i'm tricking like i don't even know what the mental gymnastics there were like he's tricking it's galaxy like yeah he's like tricking people into thinking he like has supreme like it was such a weird thing that he would do it's like that it's like i'm gonna like become what i hate i'm gonna trick people into thinking that i'm I'm still somehow on top oh boy (laughs) and like so further in the article um the i so I think one thing you said, Gianna, was that this this inceldom is uh, self-reported, and it really doesn't mean anything because further in the article, there's a guy who's just like, "Yeah, I'm in the incel community, but technically, like, I've had I like I've had sex with a bunch of women before. It's like I'm not, and it's like okay, and like continues to like pull women. It's just like oh, so it's not actually not getting a not being it's able to have a, it's sex. It's a mindset. It's a, it's a mindset yeah. where you just hate women. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's pr- and and gay people and trans people that's and everybody else thing. who doesn't look like you. That's the whole thing. Like it's it's absolutely bananas. And it's not even a type of bananas that I can't understand. I know exactly how we got to this point. It's just we have whole articles on this shit now and that's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, the at the end of it, like, it just, like, comes down to, like, wild, violent misogyny and, like, no amount of plastic surgery or, like, self-improvement can can fix yeah. that. Right. It's weird because I have, like, peripheral uh, sorry feelings for them, but also, like, I don't know. If anybody proclaimed themselves an insult to me, I'd probably kick them in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I, I have a lot of sympathy for people who feel, like, lonely, yeah. right? Or, like, unwanted or... Because, like, everyone deserves to feel, like, at, at baseline, like, cared for. Right. Like, if, if your solution is to join, like, a hateful community, like, that's just sad yeah. for you. Yeah. And that... Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it becomes... At, at that point, it becomes a, a, a lifestyle choice instead of a, a mental issue that you're having. Because, yeah... There was a really good uh, documentary, I think, that was on Netflix for a while, if I'm not mistaken. That was actually made about the whole incel phenomenon and stuff. And it was I'll be skipping one... that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was one female journalist and like the camera person, basically, or like even just her own hmm. camera sometimes interviewing these men. Skipping, like, skipping, f- skipping it. <laughs> skipping I don't want right to hear what they have to say. <laughs> Oh, God. We have, like, two sides of the, the spectrum here. We have, like, Lydia, who wants to, like, immerse herself in the trash. <laughs> Jen, who does not want nope. the trash. Keep the trash away from me. And me, who, like, kind of sits in the middle, is like, I'll engage to a certain And I've point. just got, like, my, my oxygen tank and my snorkel mask on, and I'm just, like, <laughs> diving fl- in. Just, like, my water wingies and my flippies just <laughs> wading oh into God. this garbage. <laughs> like, oh, I just need to understand. Uh... <laughs> You know, it's also super interesting, um, and this is, like, like very, like, a tangent, but these communities are, like, so fucking, like, I don't even know, I guess powerful is the word I'm going to use, where, like, they've made this one plastic surgeon in, like, fucking Indiana the most popular plastic surgeon for, like, these type of surgeries. Because, like, a few people started going to him and then posting their results, and now, like, people fly, like, incels fly from across the fucking world to see this plastic surgeon in the middle of fucking indiana, indiana. which is weirdly uh, fitting it is weirdly appropriate yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sense. the article called it like indiana is like the plastic surgery capital of the world or something and i was like 
Yeah. Wait. Sure. I thought that was Brazil. <laughs> like, real talk. I thought that was Brazil. <laughs> I thought that was South Indiana Korea. stepping up to the plate. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, let's well. do the electric slide into something different. Um, Yay! Let's not Thank talk God. about... <laughs> Jen was on the fast track to death town through that whole back end of the question. So, um, let's go back to a listener question. Thank you so much, listener. Um, this came in uh, fairly recently. We're getting responses to stuff, which is so nice. Thank you so much. Um, so, this person says... I've been dating this really great guy for about six months. He's caring, thoughtful, and respectful. He allows me the alone time I often require without question and always speaks positively about my body, whereas other partners have criticized my weight. And they're dead now because I killed them. Um, we have <laughs> That's Lydia. It, it is them. me. Um, <laughs> we have fun and he treats me well. There's just one thing. I'm a very curious, mentally active person and he just isn't. I'm always trying to understand everything around me, and he is much less interested in learning. He has trouble understanding what my obsession with gathering information and occasionally teases me a bit about getting fixated on learning random things. It's got me wondering if we're actually compatible or not. This is the first time I've felt that my boundaries have been truly respected in most aspects of a relationship, but this is one thing that has me considering moving on. And um, additional info for... Uh, for her, she lives in a country where English isn't the first language. Um, she speaks the flu fluently the language of this country, but not to the extent where she doesn't have difficulty understanding um, a ton of different, I'm assuming, more uh, complex things uh, or complex like conversational topics. My partner is a native speaker of that language and can understand some English, but isn't as helpful or patient in helping me to understand as I would hope from a partner. And this has led to significant added frustration. Um, and yeah, so that's that's where we at. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh. So I I feel like, um, like it's it's fine. Like I don't know. I feel like unless it's a deal breaker, it's okay that like you don't have everything in common. I think the bigger issue is like you should communicate to your partner that like you don't necessarily like want to be teased about like wanting to learn stuff and that you don't yeah. like you you need him to be a little gentler um about the language stuff like i think yeah. that's a reasonable ask um i don't think like having this like everything be like very similar to yourself is necessarily the answer like i don't think seeking another partner is necessarily the answer i think like communicating these issues that you're having to him um could really help Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, <agree>. Sorry. I <laughs> don't know why I said that. Oh, yeah. Jen solved it. Um, uh, um, yeah, I I think communication is obviously the crux of this problem, but... Um, like, you're always going to be different. Yeah. Like, there's always yeah, going to be something. I, like, I don't share, actually, a whole lot of um, common, like, hobbies or peripheral interests um, with Anthony. Uh, and we've been together a very long time. And I think a lot of that comes down to, even though I'm never going to understand his fixation with Dwarf Fortress and the devlogs, <laughs> I will always listen to him talk about it though, because I know it's something that he gets really excited about and that he's really into. And I, there's nothing that stops me from listening to him, even if I can't talk about the subject that he's talking about or I, I'm not interested in it. 
Um, and I think the perception of him not being interested in listening to you coupled with the language barrier is, I think the language barrier is making something that wouldn't necessarily be a deal breaker, a deal breaker in this case, or making you consider it a deal breaker because there's just a lot of layers of frustration that are getting uh, unaddressed kind of. Yeah. This is definitely like a, a tricky situation because I can imagine it's like, especially if like this person is your your main person that you interact with on a day-to-day basis like if you're in like somewhere unfamiliar or like you don't know a lot of people where you are um but I think it's like fair that like you you know you don't need to go to your like your partner doesn't have to satisfy every need that you have and like if you have like this curiosity and like want to learn and like talk about things like maybe there are other outlets for that like um I used to be a part of like an online book club and like nerd um (laughs) Who reads? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I only listen to audiobooks. I'm gay. I can't read. Oh my God. <laughs> I never can't, learned. I they don't teach you in the gay school. Now I'm gay, so I can't right, read. Right, right. Um, Again, another coming yeah. out moment when I figured out I was yeah. not straight. I lost all ability to read. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you don't have to, like, share every single thing with your partner, I think, like like Jen was saying. Um, but there's also this, like, and I forget who. It's another psychology thing because I'm just going in on that yes chase the thread um, <laughs> uh where um it's called like like turning towards your your partner and and brian and i talk about this a lot where like when you talk to your partner about something it is um like a way of of asking for like attention or like validation or or something from your partner and so like when you talk to your partner about these things you're curious about you're like putting in a a bid for for connection mm-hmm. with him and, like, when someone responds to these bids, they can either, like, turn towards you and, like, give you the the attention or the connection that you want. Or they can, like, miss the bid and, like, totally, like, like be dismissive. Or... Cool, cool book. Yeah. Or they can be dismissive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, I think talking, uh, like, deliberately about that kind of stuff can be helpful. Like, hey, when I share these things with you, like, this is my way of, like, seeking, like, some ac- – attention or connection and like when you tease me about it like it it, it kind of like shoots me down yeah. and that that feels bad um I'm always like I think I used to be really bad at, at communicating these things and so like I try really hard to like be more deliberate about it now yeah but I mean like otherwise it sounds like you have a pretty solid relationship yeah it sounds like yeah. you've got a really decent thing going on here and this person sounds at least from what you've told us you know emotionally uh intelligent and respectful so if you speak the language and he's a native speaker i i think you can both figure out a common ground on this and communicate with each other in a way that bridges that gap um and i i think that if you're in this country that's foreign to you i actually really think that getting out into some sort of physical community would be really good for you not only in terms of um having somewhere else to put your uh focuses in your relationship and your interests maybe that you're not getting satisfactory feedback from from your significant other and also it's going to help your language um fluency as well the more you just like get out there and speak it with people who also speak it it's incredibly scary and i know i'm just saying that like it's no big fucking deal it's a huge deal but i think it'll really help um it'll help facilitate communication just going everywhere in all directions so yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, folks, next yeah. up we have 
a Reddit post. Yay! <laughs> Yay. <Woo>. Um, <laughs> okay. So, my boyfriend made me feel really weird about something I've always done, and I don't know how to feel. Today, there was a rumor started that herpes is going around the school. Someone warned us that we both just kind of, but we both just kind of chuckled because, you know, we're monogamous. I made a comment that I only kissed him and then also said, oh yeah, and my dad and family and stuff. He then made a face of revulsion and said stuff along the lines of, what? That's gross. That's not a normal thing at all. Even after I explained myself. Basically, I just give my family members pecks on the lips for greetings or goodbyes. Never lasts more than a second. It's like the length of a snap. I've always done it. I've never felt like uncomfortable unless it was with someone I didn't know. I only do it with my dad, did it with my mom before she passed, and grandparents. I've never felt unsafe or like I'm being sexually violated. I've never ever been touched or anything like that. I didn't feel the need to clarify it as I did above because I thought it would be generally understood that I do not make out with my family members. However, I got a reaction like I'm playing tonsil hockey with my dad on the reg. I just left it at, I don't make out with my family. Is it weird to be insulted over his reaction? I know a lot of people don't kiss their parents and that's fine. He has a bad relationship with his mom, but I still think being called gross slash disgusting was an overreaction. Normally, if he makes me upset, I just forget about it, but this really rubbed me the wrong way. TLDR told my boyfriend I kissed family members on the lips. He called it gross, and it made me feel like I'm gross. Should I talk to him about this? How do I bring it up? I just, first of all, teenagers can be such trash. Truly. You know? Like, like this person didn't, this boyfriend did not have to react this way. No. But they did. Um, And I, I feel like a lot of that has to do with, like, how weird... Um, US Americans are fucking weirdos. Oh, we're yeah. super weird about intimacy with literally so anybody. Weird. Like, yeah, it's like any non-romantic intimacy. We're like, yeah, we like, just don't know how to high. fucking handle it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like there are plenty um, of places where like kissing people is a normal greeting. Yeah, like, like right. I so, have, I work at a French company, and we're always kissing each other when our yeah. fr- when the french you're like yeah. co-workers to- yeah the french people come to visit that's how they say hi like <laughs> it's smooch, fine smooch. It those smooch smooch it doesn't mean you're making out with people and i feel like yeah this child needs to be a bit more i don't know he needs to travel world <laughs> i guess send this kid to rome but like even within the u.s like my family is definitely more affection than i would often yeah <laughs> Um, but like it's it's an italian and like thing that like like my mom kisses me on the lips like she my mom would probably try and kiss brian on the lips if like (laughs) i would love to see that personally i would i pay money to see mary just mary hi brian smooch she 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 always like kisses both of us and like does the sun across our foreheads whenever we leave um so like it's just like a difference in like what type of affection is shown and like my my aunt my gay aunt like kisses brian on the cheek kisses me on the lip you know like it's just (laughs) like that's just aren't we all gay aunts yeah yeah every family has a gay aunt and if your family doesn't have a gay aunt then I have news. You are the gay aunt. (gasps) I'm the gay gay aunt. aunt. You're the gay aunt. Oh my God. I'm so happy. It's true. 
Uh, <laughs> even if your family does have a gay aunt, you're probably tag gay yourself. Aunt. Which gay aunt are you? <laughs> I, I'm the eclectic, eclectic, whimsical aunt with Ooh. 17 tea I sets. Like yes, I, I collect tea sets. I have, I yes. have tea parties with my cats. <laughs> and I'm gay. I'm the like. Oh, and I'm gay. <laughs> and I'm new. In hobbies town. include being gay. Um. I'm like the cool aunt that like passes you down like a vintage leather jacket Ooh. and takes you to see Brandy Carlisle. Oh, I yeah. love that. Who's also gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, I'm the aunt you only ever see at weddings and funerals um, that Ooh. gives. Uh, no, only the, funerals. Only funerals. <laughs> You only see me at funerals, and I I will give um, my nieces and nephews very inappropriate gifts like knives and bones. Um, Perfect. Which my dad actually did to me, by the way. He gave me, like, a dagger when I was in middle Aww. school. I remember that dagger. It was really pretty. I was it was really beautiful. It. Yeah. They, it's really nice. He was, um, he was in Atlanta uh, with his partner. They were living down there for a little bit. I forget why. It had something to do with my dad's partner's brother or some shit i don't know it doesn't matter <laughs> they went to a museum and came back with a knife for me <laughs> great it's incredible. But, uh, it was like this very real very bladed ceremonial dagger looking thing that really cool yeah Pretty sick looking but yeah anyway gay gay aunt collective gay aunt collective um, um we're all your, we gay, are your aunts gay aunts now. now as well as your best friends yeah, yeah. to quote an older wiser podcast Kiss your dad square on the lips. Um, Aww. Yes. <laughs> it's really From cool. our forefathers. The our forefathers. All of our dads. <laughs> our dads. Um, no, but there's nothing wrong with kissing, kissing your family on the lips, like, if that's a normal thing you guys do. And also, like, hey, that shouldn't be your way of dealing with when your boyfriend makes you upset. Like, yeah. you shouldn't just, like, yeah. let it go. If something makes you upset, you should talk about it. T- tell him. <laughs> Let him know. Tell him. Yeah. Tell I agree. T- tell him to kiss your dad. <laughs> yeah. Have you have your dad kiss your boyfriend? Yeah. Tell your dad um, to kiss your boyfriend. He, maybe he just needs some good, some good dad smooching. Little, mm, little some, dad kiss. Some Yeah. <laughs> maybe that would help. I hope it helps. Did this help? Uh, um <laughs> Did this did that help? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, um I think we crushed it. We honestly, did a really good job, guys. Nice. Yeah, I agree. So, um, to to close off this this wild ride, <laughs> Mr. Bones Wild, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're all trapped on it together, folks. <laughs> um, we got a pretty awesome email from a friend of the friend podcast of the who I totally forgot coined the term bye week. Um, yes. Gave us that the gift week. of the, the bye week. Um, so thanks, Jay, Thank for you, that. Jay. Um, and also, another gift bestowed upon us. So a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how we like profile dating profiles to have, like, actionable items to, to message them. Um, and, and Jay sent us this, this action item from, from his profile. So you are a time-traveling ghost with a video camera. You are invisible and intangible and can't affect anything in the past or future, but you can get it on tape. 
What mysteries from the past or future would you snatch? <laughs> I <Yeah>. love it. <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't really a mystery, but I would love to videotape some of the reactions to the War of the Worlds broadcast where people thought it was real and that Martians were really in Yes. Oh, that radio got like hundreds of phone calls. People like packed their bags and like left town. Like <laughs> yeah, it was real. That. Uh I want like a like a highlight reel of that yeah. incident. Yeah. Yeah. Um so for me I don't really want to solve any mysteries necessarily. I think mine would probably be something like some horrific accident (laughs) that I really was curious (laughs) about, like how people reacted. Uh, And then I would probably be scarred for life and really regret watching it. So I probably wouldn't do this at all. (laughs) I wouldn't do it because I know I would choose something super morbid. Like, I just can't help it. Um, yeah. So I think instead I would want to like snatch something from the future, like yeah, yeah, Ooh. like you know, will a woman ever leave this country? <laughs> <laughs> well, when will universal will, he- will this country? <laughs> will we have universal health care in my time, or will I die poor and of cancer? Oh um, stuff like that. You know, mysteries. You know, real life. the real yeah. mysteries. The- maybe the real mysteries were the friends we made along the way but like is that fucked up that i would want like like i don't know like the donner party or something oh hey no that's fair do do you know what what mine is is the dyatlov pass incident i want to what's that what the fuck is that oh my god you guys um so (laughs) the, the i'm really excited about this tell me i'm so curious it sounds Um, really cool let um let me just open up a a, a quick wiki tab. Oh, thank real God! Quick. Here um, we go. Oh God! Here we go, folks. He's, yeah, she's, she's in. I'm 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 in. I'm in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm in the mainframe. In 1959, um, a group of university students. They were experienced hikers. Eight men, two women. Um, they went to the Dyatlov Pass and all fucking died. And nobody knows why. There's official causes of oh, death, but yeah. there's but there's really weird shit. Like one of their only one of them, their clothes were super irradiated. Um, they yeah, had really and wasn't ba- one of them like re- like a, they got eaten by a bear? Like there was like a bunch of different stuff that there, happened weird. to their well, bodies. There's a there's a bunch of different theories as to what happened because they all had really weird injuries. Um, a lot, like six of them, it was like, oh yeah, they died because of hypothermia. But the other ones were like, um, they, were they had or something. No, no. So like, they didn't have external damage. That was the thing. They had really bad internal damage that they probably died from. One woman had her tongue and eyes and lips gone. Like, <laughs> it's like really weird, like creepy borderline supernatural shit that happened to these people that we still don't. Okay, that's the mystery. I want that one too. I would want that one also. (laughs) In the unique intersection of mystery and disaster lives the Dyatlov Pass, and I fucking love it. It's like one of my favorite weird true crime things. Yeah. I would go back and try and, and like, again, really traumatizing, but I would want to go back and find out what happened to those people. Like, because they, like, fucking busted out of their tent from the inside. Like, not all of them had clothes on. Like, it was really, really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So um, if you're a time traveling ghost with a video, camera, yeah, you can hit us up or just get us footage from let that. Us know. Yeah, yeah. If you have footage of the Diablo Pass incident, um, <laughs> please but, just but then again, forward like, that. Isn't that like what makes it fun? Is the mystery? I would that ruin it if you knew well, like like what if it was something super stupid? But I'd want it. So like I I liken it to the whole like are you bothered by spoilers in movies things? Like, I don't care if I get movies spoiled for me for the most part. Like, it really doesn't sully my enjoyment of the uh, story or event. So I don't think that knowing what would ha- what did happen to these people would tarnish my enjoyment of all, like, the conspiracy theory oh, and, like, I don't know. I like se- the secret government testing. What was it? No, it was just a bunch of idiots got hit by an avalanche. Like, <laughs> But I also think, like, okay, if it was something really benign, like, how did... Radiation. How the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Like... (laughs) There's, like, some weird parts of it that, like, how could that be explained by, like... By, like, really mundane science. I don't know. It's the same thing as, like, a lot of horror movies disappoint me because, like, you get to the end and then it's like, oh. Sure. Like, now we know (laughs) why. I like the part where you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's real. I... Yeah. That's I like the anxiety. <laughs> no. I'm addicted to chaos. <laughs> uh, but that's a really good one. Uh, I think, yeah, let's settle on that. Um, everybody, we're going back to the Dyatlov Pass. We're going to call our book The Time Traveling Dipshits. Gay Aunt Collective. The Time Traveling Gay Aunt Collective. Yeah, I think that's a Discworld novel. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, I've never read any of that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hey, yeah. where can people find us? At Boundary Cast on Twitter. Tight, tight, tight. tight. Where else? Um, at uh, BoundaryIssuesCast at gmail.com. That's where you put um, the things that you want us to say back to you. Um, you're really good, yes. good content. And they can find us at BoundaryCast.com. That's our tasty website with snacks for you in the form of yum 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 eat all your snacks eat all your snacks then you can have dessert which is another episode in two weeks uh but yeah we love you all very much thank you for listening and have a very happy pride yes it is almost upon us and thank you for letting us into your ears thank you for letting us live in your head for a little bit we really appreciate it we, we've enjoyed our stay, and we would love to return if you'll have us. Thank, we promise we won't immediately start talking about shit next time. I, I don't Yeah, promise. I don't know. Bye. That, <laughs> that might happen. Well. Uh, thank you also to Emily Thies for the use of our intro and outro song from her album, Casual. Yay! Yes. Uh, it's called Bad Dates. Um, please kindly check her out on the Spotify and the internet. Um, she's a very cool person. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard it already, we did an episode last bi week where we talked to her about her new album and some other cool stuff she's doing. So check her out. Yes. Yeah. Good person. Good to talk to. Good to listen to. Um, has a very good dog. I feel like Excellent we should also dog. plug Noodle. Noodle's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Don't get stuck in the mountain. Everywhere on State Street, all mass out. Caught out all the windows. 
been on. 